another episode of the bad taste video podcast i am mike i am anthony and it's me grizz and we are back all together for another episode first of the year yeah the first of the year uh how do you guys feel it's 2020 we on we are on the brink of annihilation yeah yeah a lot has changed in a week huh? <laughs> yeah yeah it has it's not as happy as uh last week i guess my fortune World cookie tonight told me that we were all gonna oh, die oh yes so please tell tell the story of your day before, Before we, we get, get started, into everything else, I've had a, a a very odd day. I almost got hit by a car full of nuns at the grocery store today, and then I had like an awkward exchange with them where I sat there and stared at them for about a good minute before I realized they were nuns. And then it just got like really heavy <laughs> and shit. So I was like, all right, I got to get out of here. And then I got some Chinese food a little bit ago, some pepper steak because that is the shit. And I uh, I get a fortune cookie as per tradition. And on the inside of the fortune cookie, it says like some shit like, "The end of the world is around the corner, but don't worry, uh, but don't worry, it's another day or it's tomorrow already in Australia." And I'm like, "Dude, Whoa. what the <laughs> fuck, man?" Yeah. So, so I don't know, man. Maybe that's punishment for the fact that we both fucked up last week. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's the tape guy. When we were talking about the burning moon at the end. Um, it wasn't Olaf who made violent shit. It was Andreas Schnass. We fucked up. Yeah, Schnass man. <laughs> yeah, the Schnassburger. He, uh, he <laughs> fucked up. Well, we fucked up. Yeah, we fucked up. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this week, we will redeem ourselves with a movie that we feel is probably one of the most well done shot on video gore films of all time a, a real splatter film for the ages yeah if, if last week's video violence was like the most well done you know typical horror family friendly shot on video this is the exact opposite of that this is the most you know well done disgustingly gross shot on video movie <laughs> yeah if uh, if video violence was Metallica, this would be like possessed, maybe <laughs> mid eighties possessed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean this is <laughs> this is beyond uh, it's something else. It's got to be like so, you got to go with like a German, you know, like uh, this would be like that Stoma band or uh, what is that one in Pettigo? That that's what this would be. <laughs> this would be in Pettigo. Uh, so, The Burning Moon, released in 1992 in Germany, we really didn't get it until, you know, besides bootlegs, we didn't get it until, what, maybe 1995 or 7. I see. I saw two release dates for this. Uh, I think it was, what's your Dead Alive Productions VHS uh, say? Does it say it on? Alive. Let's see here what the old tape really says. Uh, the tape, of course, does not say the years, but I'm almost positive that it's the 1997 uh, release because I'm pretty sure that's when Dead Alive put these out. So I'm going to go with 97 um, on it. That kind of makes sense. Uh, VHSCollector.com says 95. 
but um, I don't know. But I don't know where that day came from. I mean, I'd seen um, it when I was like in when I was in high school. We had put it on during parties and stuff, just because of the crazy content. But it wasn't dubbed the version that I originally saw. It was only in German, so I never had any clue what the hell was going on until I got the uh, the Dead Alive copy. Oh, so you saw just the straight German copy? Yeah, of the it film. was just it was like it was a DVD burn, you know, cut that a buddy of mine had who was like a real gorehound, and he would always get kind of cool underground shit, and you know, like it was all German, no dub, and uh, but we we enjoyed the scenes for what they were, but this is a movie you got to read, you got to read the subtitles because it's fucking awesome. So yeah, yeah, um, this is a movie that. I always heard of. I actually never watched it because I never owned it on tape, which now actually it's getting mailed to me this week. I managed to get a copy <laughs> traded with somebody. Yep. Um, it's this is something else. This is one of my I I like texted you and I'm like, dude, I think this is one of my favorite fucking movies now. Holy shit. Anthony, this is is this something like have you ever seen anything like this before? I've seen like. Like movies like like this before. I I think like no, it is. I think it's shot really well. I think it's good, but like I kind of like video violence a little bit more because like of like I don't know. Just because it like is shot so well and so clear doesn't mean it's like like I what makes me like it more. I kind of like the grittiness of the other one a little bit. Just because kind of I don't know. I thought it was good. I I, I just think the other one was a little. Uh, I don't know. So I, I just fucked was, up your audio. Yeah. You did. <laughs> did you yeah. hear of this movie prior uh, to the, no, to the just when, this week? Just no. I know you when we heard it last week. Like, I've never watched it before. Just curious because this is, like this is something that I always hear about a lot. You know that people have always heard about this movie in the underground. That it's kind of like a staple of like you know the horror you know hardcore fan and stuff like that. But I mean, I thought it was just a dumb chance that I'd came across it when I was younger. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely is something I think maybe an older group would know because, sure. you know, we grew up in the video age, but we caught the tail end of it. We caught like the 90s era, like we weren't in the underground when you're fucking, you know, 11 years old. No, I, I hung out with older uh, bad kids that, you know, bad smoking cigarettes, yeah, right? Cig- yeah, cigarettes if I was lucky. So, <laughs> so the Burning Moon, uh, written, directed, starring, special effects done by the great Olaf Inbach. Uh, you found out a whole lot of information about this man. Um, you want to share a little bit about him? Yeah, so uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Olaf Eitenbach here, he was born Is April... Is that how you say it, Eitenbach? Eitenbach, I don't know. I'm, I'm a white dude from <laughs> Buffalo, New York. How the fuck do I know? <laughs> but I'm going to go with Eitenbach. Uh, born April 1st, 1969. So if you do the math on that, that would make him about 22, 23 years old when he put this movie out. Uh, however, this was not his first film. His first film, he did it in uh, 1989, so he was quite a bit younger. And that movie is called... Black Past, not something I'm familiar with, but something you can uh, rest assured that I'm going to be doing some homework on. Uh, During that early time period, he was working as a dental technician, which if you watch the end of this film, it'll make a little bit of sense. There's a pretty gnarly tooth scene that we'll be talking about. Um, So yeah, some other films that you could probably uh, might recognize him from. Some of them, or most of them now, are more recent because he's still putting stuff out. Uh, Prometheus, The Fallen Angel, Evil Rising. Uh, One that I really recommend you check out is called Garden of Love. 
that's just a mind fuck of a movie really well written um if you watch any or you kind of i guess if you watch his interviews it's all in german so you don't understand shit but if you, <laughs> you uh, hope that there's uh, subtitles <laughs> yeah but if you read the subtitles and stuff he is kind of a smart ass doesn't give a fuck about anything man and like it really comes across in his interviews um I mean, he says, his, I mean, for a little bit of the interviews, he kind of says Clyde Barker, Tim Burton, and Fauci are his kind of biggest inspirations. And you can totally see you that. You can definitely see the Fauci yeah. influence in this film, 100%. So, uh, I like that he he did the stunts in this film, so he really... Uh, that's a budget issue, he, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but like he had the balls to do like it. He, he lit himself up. on fire, right? Like I'm pretty sure shit. he stuck a needle in his arm for this movie. Yeah, that's 100%. So, real. Yeah, that was real. Yeah. <laughs> also, real quick, um, this movie is shot on video, of course, like we said, and it was filmed in uh, Munich and Bavaria in Germany, and it totally gives us the uh, Bavaria vibe. If you're yeah, familiar you with the area, like the houses, everything, man, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. This looks super European, super German. Yeah. Um, it makes me want to know uh, German. Th- <laughs> I took German in college. I don't remember any of it. Thanks, <laughs> Professor Icemonger. Even, even though it's on tape, I kind of think it's like definitely a, a... Looks good, right? Yeah, it's definitely an upgraded. It's like not the same shot on tape as... This had to be like finals. a... What do you think? Like a like a beta or something like oh, that? Oh, at least a beta. Like a beta yeah, cam? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it really is, nice. It's, this looks yeah. really almost like a like a TV show. Yeah, this is like really good. After school movie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think they were they did a really good job uh, with how this uh, was shot. The the cuts and the transitions. It's a lot cleaner than even video violence. I mean, yeah. budget wise, the the you know from the Deutschmarks, whatever the hell they're called, uh, to the dollar at the time period. You're talking about four grand. They did this movie for. So oh, it's, wow. it's that's pretty impressive. I just love the uh, the effects in this. Props to him and the music. Yeah, very interesting, but we'll talk about that later. Atmosphere. <laughs> um, so, a couple of the main characters in this film, we have Peter, who is played by the director, writer, special effects artist, uh, <laughs> everything you can think of. Yes, uh, Olaf Fittenbach. Uh, we have Julia. Who we're gonna? I'm gonna just destroy these names because I am not a man of culture. Uh, maybe if they were, maybe if they were Italians, I could read it. But uh, Beat Newmeyer as Julia uh, Cliff is played by Burned Mugenthaler. Ooh, the Mugen. <laughs> Justice. We'll just call him Justice because that's gonna be a fucking <laughs> Justice. Tri- yeah, I'm gonna be tripping over myself saying that is Andre Strugi Strugi I don't know and uh, Minister Ralph uh, Lucio Fulci looking guy himself <laughs> is played by Rudolph Hoob right is that how you say it or is yeah, it Hob, Hob with the umlaut probably... I think that's an I think that makes it a uh, I don't know <laughs> you're the German uh, but, expert here dude so yeah that's why I don't know how I passed that class <laughs> um, but yeah this this film is probably one of the most like graphic horror films I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, it's well acted. The effects are great. But uh, why don't we hit the trailer? The trailer is actually not from uh, a theatrical release or even like the VHS trailer. It's from a DVD that Intervision put out, right? With I don't know who the hell else. Yeah, it was with. 2000 and fuck, I think three, maybe, maybe five. No, 2005. I want to say. Yeah, but uh, this is the only trailer we could find. Uh, Grizz looked all over German, Dude. Google, etc. I've been reading German internet all goddamn day, man. 
Yeah, yeah, and this is uh, this is all we could we could come up with. So uh, let me hit that, and we'll get into the movie. We're gonna try something a little different this week, but uh, I think you'll like it. From the people who brought you the Traces of Death series. Intervision. Brings America the goriest horror film of them all. The Burning Moon. When the moon is full, the blood tide rises. No matter what you've seen, you ain't seen nothing like this. Banned in 14 countries, straight from the German underground, in its original, uncut, uncensored version, The Burning Moon. You want it? Make them get it. The Burning Moon. You want it? Make them get it. Yeah, that's like the corniest <laughs> like possible. It sounds very deliberate, though. Uh, yeah, that that it was sounds deliberate. Well, they, you know, they were yeah. trying to replicate that old '80s or whatever. Even though I don't really know any VHS trailers that sounded like that, no. you generally just got like clips from the movie if you were lucky. <laughs> <laughs> So, The Burning Moon, um, I'm not going to give you the synopsis all at once here, but it's kind of like an anthology film. Uh, there's a wraparound main story that has two smaller stories inside of it. Uh, you know, the smaller stories are actually longer than the, than the wraparound. They but, have their own title uh, cards. Yeah, and uh, they're all pretty good. They're both pretty good. I like the wraparound, but... Um, Let's let's get into the first section. That's basically the intro to all this, and this is where we meet Peter, who's played by Olaf, and he looks like a fucked up. Uh, what'd you say, Billy Idol or yeah, whatever? Like a bloated Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's the guy from uh, Green Day? Oh uh, yeah, Billy John. Dude, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a fucking bloated version of him. <laughs> but uh, he's he's got, he's had a job interview. And you, he's like dressed like a piece of shit. He asks for a beer when the guy like rolling is asking smokes. like, yeah, yeah, he's uh, pretty fucking crazy. I got to say but, that uh, the, uh, the guy he's interviewing with looks like a like a German Tim Allen. I couldn't stop thinking about oh, that yeah. the whole time. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. But he basically tells this guy to fuck off and he leaves to go with his buddy to go get into this gang fight. It's like nighttime <laughs> already, right? And we have another gang fight. Uh, he calls it's them pretty butt ridiculous. Lickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the worst thing I guess you could do if you're a German. Come on, you butt lickers. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, he goes home and his parents immediately give him shit, right? Like his mom's fucking beating the hell out of him. Uh, he goes and he he like hits his mom, I think actually, right? Yeah, and his dad. Whips or he throws his ass. her. Yep. His dad whips his ass and. It, you don't really see that in these movies. Usually it's like the kid gets over on the parents. This is more realistic. Yeah. Like your dad would beat the shit out of you oh, in that yeah. situation. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's cool because this is kind of basically like some some uh, establishment shots of you kind of get an idea that like Peter's a fucking degenerate. He doesn't give a shit about anything. You know, he takes nothing serious. So that's, it, this is kind of like a good setup to the to the whole wraparound of everything. Yeah, so he gets even more enraged when he finds out he has to babysit his little sister. But this is kind of the, the setup to the whole story. This is how we get all those other uh, smaller stories inside. Um, we see like a really uh, fucked up scene where he's getting like the dope out of the uh, out of the, the drawer. And he's what do you have there? What are you holding up? 
It's got like uh, I thought you had I thought you had runes over there. <laughs> <laughs> out the back. But he's he, he's about to cook up some dope, and he takes a nice big yeah. shot of heroin. And one of my favorite parts of the movie here, he goes outside and he sees a literal burning moon and by burning moon it looks like a tennis ball on fire behind like a small bush yeah <laughs> but one thing i have to say is the music um so we have like an opening theme it starts with like a title card with this with the credits and this is the opening theme and one thing I noticed about this, it's very um, like creep show esque. Yeah, I've seen some other people make that comparison as well, and I didn't put it together, but now that I'm hearing it, it totally is. And yeah. you know what? Even like there's the beginning story with the wraparound and all that shit. Like it's almost, it almost is for certain influenced by that yeah. movie. Not, may not be creep show too, but you know. It, it's still you can still see the resemblance of the score it's a little bit like higher quality than the rest of the yeah. than the rest of the movie right like this is awesome this so sounds like something the, yeah it so sounds actually like a the beginning of like a call of duty video game yeah. screen like the main <laughs> menu <laughs> it also but also last week too like the score sounded better than the quality yeah the like these they're like getting these people who know what they're doing to do the music but uh yeah the that's yeah that's like probably one of my favorite things about the whole film is the sound design it's brilliant so and there's even you know there's little clips like that throughout the whole movie we'll get into more as we get into it but um one thing i gotta say is i'm impressed i was really impressed so after Peter sees this burning moon, he goes uh, into his sister's room and he tells the first story, right? Yeah, he's all and high as hell and acting Yeah, crazy. he's off. He's all fucked up. And this first story is called Julia's Love. And now I had no idea what to fucking expect when this first story started, but it's basically a uh, a really good slasher short it's got all your right? yeah. It's got all your classic horror tropes. I mean, it really. You pick any of your favorite horror slashers from the seventies and the eighties, you'll find something in this you know this little short story that you can pick out and be like, oh yeah, that reminds yeah, me of that got, shit. You got cut, you know, decapitated heads. You got dead prostitutes. You got the like, psychopath coming out of the hospital, and, killing the doctors and shit, man. So we first see like this psych center. And there's two doctors talking about Cliff Parker, and one's his therapist, I guess. And the other doctor's asking, like, why are you still doing therapy and all this shit? Because apparently he went on, a, like, a rampage or he started having a fit of some sort, right? Not him. His He, he actually witnessed his grandfather... Brutally well, well, this murdering was, his uh, his family. That's they give that they give that little bit of a clue. That's what the psycho the doctor says to the other doctor, you know, during that well, conversation. Well, he's in there because he was also, he was a murderer too. He murdered 21 people or something, they well, yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, uh, after he witnessed, you know, his, his grandfather killing his family, he went on like a murdering spree or whatever, like you're saying. So but I'm, but in, the, in the hospital, she's talking about him having a fit, which is like, uh, they thought his progress was improved, like he was improving. And then he re, like, uh, 
whatever happened, he got set back. There was a huge setback. That's what she was talking about, where she's like, I still think like the therapy can work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this is when he eventually escapes the hospital. Mm-hmm. And we see like our first, the first kill is kind of off screen, right? That first like nurse, they just find the body. And then he like breaks the guy's neck or some shit or he stabs him. How yeah. does the first uh, yeah the, they find the doctor the, they gets find killed, the body right? and like the one nurse goes to ring the alarm and shit like that and he uh, he ends up uh, attacking both of them separately, but only the one ends up dying. I think they just say that the other two just got attacked. Yeah, so uh, this is where we meet Julia, right? The next day. Yep. Cut to and Julia. We get the funny scene of this guy getting out of the car with his briefcase. And he just gets run down by Cliff, right? And it's a brutal... Out of nowhere. Um, yeah, like, you see the dummy getting dragged underneath the car. The head right? like it's get- Yeah, yeah, and you see, like, the face of it getting, like, pushed against the pavement. It's really fucked up. And you see, like, his car, and it's like this... Uh, what kind of car did they say it was? Like a Golf, golf. or a Volvo yeah, or was, something? it was a Golf, I think it was, yeah. Uh, and uh, this is where you get the idea that, like, something is amiss. <laughs> um, so Julia ends up going on a date with Cliff. But at this point, we don't know. She thinks but, his name is Brian Connor, which that does yeah. not sound like a German name at all. To no, me. not at all. <laughs> no. But uh, after they have dinner and everything's going well, they go out to his car and you see it's the car from before. Well, it's we know that it's the car yeah. from before. And he says that he ran out of cigarettes, so he's going to go get another pack. And when she's sitting in the car waiting for him, she hears over the radio that somebody escaped, right? And uh, this is where she realizes, fuck. Yeah, I'm with I just, dude. Yeah, I'm with this fucking serial killer. So she like, oh, wait, during this part, this is where we get the flashback yeah, of the this grandfather. Is, this is probably one of my favorite scenes from this, uh, this, this first story, for sure. So the grandfather basically hacks up his family while young Cliff watches. And I have the sound clip here. They love the reverb. Here, now it's your turn. No, Grandad! <laughs> so this takes place while the two are in the car together, and they're about to, you know, have a steamy moment making out, and all of a sudden, you know, Cliff has this flashback of his grandfather brutally axing up his mother, and it's brutal. It's, it's awesome in this movie. So you see, you don't get to see, like, the... You know, the actual axing in this particular part, but it's just tons of blood spray. The the kids It's really over the, the top. Kids' face is just so agony. It's it's perfect. You know? <laughs> um so after Julia finds out that this is the guy that she's with, she runs away, but unfortunately for her, she leaves her wallet in the car. And also, unfortunately for the prostitute that's gonna solicit Cliff right now. Cliff is pissed. Uh yeah, Cliff is in a bad fucking mood. <laughs> she gets in the car, and he kills her. And what does he also do? Cuts off her fucking head. And this is actually what leads to his demise. Really? Right? Yep. This whole thing. He cuts this head off, and he uh, he decides he's going to talk. Well, okay, he's at a red light, and it turns green, and he's chopping this lady's head off. And the car behind him's honking and honking. So he opens the sunroof and just 
you know, tosses the head out, you know, real casually. <laughs> Boom, ran right the hood of the car behind him, and the, the guy's freaking out and shit. It's super funny. I love how every time something hits like a wall or the ground, there's like a huge splat and like a ton of blood. Everything just like explodes with blood in this movie. It's juicy. Um, oh, yeah. So this is when the movie gets really good. Uh, Julia goes home, right? And she's like, she, she's she's oblivious to the fact that like she should probably report this to the police or somebody, right? Um the mom's making food in the kitchen. The dad's watching, uh, I think, one of Olaf's movies in the living room, right? And he says some shit like nothing on, nothing good on TV. Yeah, and the mom's listening to fucking, like, house music. Like, trance It, it was house. like trance. Yeah, yeah. trance house. <laughs> um, so she's talking to her sister upstairs, how, like, she's never going to find the right one, all this shit. But she never says that anything is wrong. And she finally realizes, fuck. I left my wallet and he has it. She, he knows where I live. And this is where we get probably one of the better sequences of the movie, right? This, like the next like 15 minutes is just fucking wild. Chaos. So Cliff shows up at the house, right? And what's, what's the first thing he does? Cuts off the mom's fingers, right? In the butter. Oh, there's also oh. The, the, the reveal of Cliff being in the house is really smart. You know, it's, it's, I, oh, it's well done. Caught yeah. me off guard. You know, you have a scene of the mom in the kitchen, the cabinet door opens. You think everything's fine. As soon as she closes the cabinet, boom, classic move. You know, there's Cliff behind the door, chops her fingers it, off with the butter in the butter. It's, it's fucking gross good. looking. Yeah. And uh, he then slits her throat. And one thing about this movie, the throat slits are fucking gnarly. Oh, they are full-on Lucio Fulci-looking throat cuts, right? Holy shit. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Brutal. Um, but, like, the the mom is screaming in the kitchen, and the dad is just like, hey, what's going on in, in there? <laughs> He's more annoyed. Like, oblivious. Yeah, yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? And now, after he kills the mom, he goes for the dad, obviously. And one thing I have to say is that it reminded me of when... Um, the fiance, the mother's fiance in blood rage gets killed, cuts the hand off first and then hits him in the head with the fucking <laughs> machete. And it's like the same thing in this yeah. cuts the guy's hand off, but he doesn't hit him in the head with it. He puts it, it through, through his, his face. face. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Brutal. <laughs> and you know what? It looks great. It doesn't look like shit. Yeah. Holy fuck, man. It, this is like one after another. Uh, so after he gets done with the dad, he goes upstairs, and who's next? This is your one of your favorite scenes, right? Oh yeah, this is the uh, the death of, uh, of the, what is this? The death of the sister. I'm correct. Yes, where she's uh, she gets brutally attacked by Cliff in the bathroom, and repeatedly has her head just pounded off the tile, stabbing her. He like gouged yeah. her back with the knife. It's yeah. pretty realistic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, here's a little bit of that with a little bit of weirdness from Cliff. He says, I love you. And he kisses her. I love you. And then he stabs her. I love you. Jesus. 
Christ. And you just hear like the noises of the stabs. It sounds like he's like hitting a watermelon with a knife, right? You might have been for sound effect. Yeah. It's, oh man, it's sound fucking design. wild. Like, huge. Dude, you really can see good. him like actually hit her head into that cabinet. Like, yeah, the that was a mistake cabinet. For she, sure. Yeah, she definitely hit her head on that. You Some see of him kind of grab real. it. Yeah. You see, you see him kind of grab the. When he throws her in it, he kind of, you kind of see, they kind of notice it falls. And he grabs it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want it to completely yeah. fall off the wall. That's his mom's house. So, uh, <laughs> right, kick my ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's going on? I think we said we'd be done shooting the bathroom hours ago. We're so, not done yet. Uh, um, Julia. You're either in or you're in, mom, okay? Come on. His parents and shit were in another movie, right? Weren't they in one of the movies? I'm pretty sure. I think, I know that, I think there was that first one that I was talking about he did in uh, 89 that black past yeah um so julia realizes now that she should probably call the fucking cops because (laughs) she finds her mom and her dad dead right and uh she runs up the stairs because cliff reveals himself to be the killer and locks herself in the bathroom but what's in the bathroom Uh, do you it's so it's so (laughs) over the top um Julia's sister is on her corpse, her like fucking Pieces. destroyed corpse. Yeah, is on fire in the bathtub, like smoking. Charred and it up. is, yeah, it is fucking wild looking, dripping. And yeah, she takes it pretty well though. Oh, who <laughs> um, she this this bathroom is just covered in blood. Oh, I gotta say real quick too though, before the, the reveal of Cliff to being like in the house to Julia finally is like. He throws her mom's head at her, and like he said something. I don't remember what it is at the time, but it's like the funniest line where he's like, "Oh, your mother always said she'd keep an eye on you or some shit," and like oh, throws. Yeah, that the was late. That was later on. Yeah, <laughs> it's so no, that was later on. And he, and he, yeah, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so she locks herself in the bathroom. Uh, her sister's boyfriend comes looking for the sister. He gets killed by Cliff. And this is when she tries to escape and he like tackles her, right? And shoves the mom's eye down her throat. Yeah, that part's and gnarly. We see we see a shot from inside like the esophagus. And you see like the uh the back of the teeth and everything. This is probably the same thing that they used for like the scene later on with the drill. Mm-hmm. Um but you see like the eyeball going down the tube. It's so funny. Um but they they have like a fight. She ends up stabbing him with I think a pair of scissors, right? Yeah, I think it it's was a something. Pair of yeah, yeah. and uh, they end up outside, and he starts basically professing his love for her. How he just wants to be a normal person with a normal life, and yeah, they cut he to wants that to like scenes of them like running yeah. through the fields together and shit. Yeah, it's and, a German Shepherd, right? Yeah. Like it's a nice dog, and he he's like, oh, life. I want to have children with you and all this. Nobody takes him She's seriously. Like, Fuck. Yeah, she's like, fuck that. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So he basically says, like, oh, well, I'm going to have to teach you a lesson. And he raises the knife above his head, and we get this beautiful sequence. Hey, Arschloch. Hey, Arschloch. Let me just translate the end of that. He says, I'm a cop, 
that guy threw a head on my windshield and I've been looking for him ever since. It's the guy from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, the guy that was in the car behind him. He uh, came back and he saved the day. And what's your favorite part of that sequence? Dude, I've, I had, oh, look, my favorite part of that sequence is the chunks of his head <laughs> fall into her mouth. <laughs> And she is sitting there like, oh, oh, like yeah, yeah, the stupidest like look on her face. Yeah. yeah, she's just completely traumatized by what just happened. And his cliff's head fucking explodes. And the cop is like, like oh, I no mean, big deal. Laddie, daddy, daddy. Come on, let's get out of here. His head fucking just like a scanner's fuck. It's even worse than scanners. The whole head fucking explodes. Dude, I replay this scene so many times when I watch this again. I, I could not get enough of it. That... Hey, asshole! And that is so awesome. <laughs> and uh, the little stinger at the end, Julia sees one of the ambulance drivers as uh, as Cliff, oh, but it's flash. really just some other guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's the end of that. That wraps um, was uh, an extremely interesting story. It was very good for, you know, shot on video. The effects look great. Yeah. Great slasher. I would have watched an hour and a half of that. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely a high, it's definitely a, a higher quality video camera for sure. Yeah. Like so, it's, it, it was also makes it kind of more watchable. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it easier to consume. So we now have another segment where we have Olaf, a.k.a. Peter, with his sister, and she's like, I don't want to hear any more yeah, stories. Like, please stop. Stories. You're fucking, yeah. 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 These are fucking freaking me out. <laughs> and he's like, Shut the fuck up. We always do what you want to do. And uh, he starts going into the next story, and that is the purity. And this is the better of the two. You, I you like this one better. Yeah, dude. This is fucking awesome. I, this dude, is some I crazy w- Lucio Falci shit. I would have pegged you to like the first one better, but I, I, it makes sense because the second one is totally. A Fauci film, dude. It really is. Yeah, like an Italian. Beer hates German shepherds, so that's why. <laughs> Don't ever say that. Don't ever. Oh, well, that's another Fauci uh, correlation. Yeah. He always put the uh, German shepherds in oh, Dickie no from the beyond. Shit, there dude. it is. Yeah. <laughs> and and Dickie seems rough because I have a German shepherd, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and uh, I think White Fang, right? He did a White Fang, and mm-hmm. I think there's, uh, I think that's a German shepherd. I don't know. I have, I have that somewhere. So the, uh, the, the, so the next one. So the purity Please. probably starts with one of the hardest scenes to watch in this film, in my in my personal opinion. I'm all for gore and everything, man, but watching a rape scene is so tough. This is a tough rape scene yeah. to watch. Uh, I mean, also, we get this music. Wait, we, yeah, while you it. talk about this, let me play the music that's playing behind this. Oh, I love it. All right, so explain why this scene is so fucking terrible. Oh, this is going to be weird over this. All right, so this, this scene is so bad. Maybe put on some happy music. <laughs> because, like, it's very graphic in the sense that, like, this dude pulls his pants down. You get the full ass shot. He's ripping her pants off and everything. And you get, like, the sound of ball slapping. It is graphic. And as soon as he's done, like, it's all, you know, your typical just horrible rape scene. He pulls out a gun and he puts a bullet right between the eyes of this young lady. <clears throat> so it wraps up this scene with him, like, giving this this prayer over top of her. And boom, cuts to a church where now we see the same rapist who is now the priest giving the funeral procession to the same girl that he just shot and raped. So it's a pretty heavy premises that the movie starts out with. And the most fucked up thing, 
she has a bullet hole in her head yeah. and uh, they have like casket. the open casket. Aww. Yeah, what the fuck is that shit? She's like leaned up too, so like everyone can see it real well and everything. Yeah, they <laughs> really like the morgue. Like, it's just one hole, it's a cover up. <laughs> so this one is supposed to take place in Bavaria in 1957, so it's a period piece. Correct. Yes. Look at this. Yeah, yeah wow. He's Olaf doing it. Yeah. It is pretty rough to watch no, though. Nobody looks like they're in 1957 though in this. This looks like <laughs> it's still modern day. Yeah, dress wise. But um, but Lucio Fulci is the uh, rapist priest, uh, and he's a little bit more than that, actually. Um, so there's this, I guess he's supposed to be kind of slow, right? Maybe. Yeah, Justus. Uh, Justus. Well, we'll call him, I'm going to call him Justice yeah, because ahead. that makes yeah. more sense. All right. um, and the townspeople are pretty much blaming him for all these rapes and murders. And he's actually friends with the priest, and the priest is really supportive of him, and he's really nice. And you think there's going to be a twist, uh, like, where he's going to turn on this guy or something, or sell him out or some shit, but he doesn't. He's, like, legitimately, like, friends with this guy. I don't know if you guys got this, but this whole story is very, like, of mice of men meet, like, the devil's reign. Like it's totally <laughs> yeah. those two stories. Like if just you have like the simple together. guy getting like involved that's, with that's really like the idea they're trying to give off with with justice is that like he's kind of like this dumb kind of guy who's really a gentle giant in a way because he's a bigger dude and everything. But immediately the town people are gonna blame him for these murders and these rapes because he's an easy target for them to look at. So. So he's basically talking to the priest saying that everybody's blaming me and I think they're going to do something to me. And the priest is like, they will not. If they do anything to you, they will burn in hell for eternity. And now we find out that this priest is up to a little bit more than just saying the Sunday sermon, right? Oh, I would <laughs> he, say. He breaks into this house and he shoots the living fuck out of this guy two revolver like fills him full yeah fills him uh, fills him with holes and then eventually he shoots him in the head and says what like you've been this, purified I got it this is like one of my favorite lines from this entire film as he's beginning to shoot this guy he's given this thing where he's like death is a purification process it cleanses the soul He's reloading the gun and he shoots him a bunch more. And then at the end he goes, you have been purified. And it's just like, oh my God, it's so good. And the squibs look great. Like they oh. look really good. I love the, like, um, the the face on shot of him like at the end shooting. Like it's so weird, but like it's to get that face forward shot of powerful. the shooter. Yeah, powerful. Very good. Um, so he basically kidnaps the wife now, chains her to a wall and does this like ritual and it's like a black magic type thing. Right. And we get him like humming and chanting this. <laughs> Metal's fucking dude. It's so good. That's even better. And, and he sort of he sort of dressed like somebody from uh, Indiana Jones, right? Oh, yeah, very much. What is it, the Temple of Doom Temple or whatever? Doom. For sure. Yeah. yeah. He's got, like, pentagrams, and there's fucking candles all over the room, and she's chained up to the wall. He's got some sort of, like, Middle Eastern sword, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he eventually goes over to her, and he slits her throat, right? She was a sacrifice Another for this ritual. Great Another... Yeah, another town's person taken out. Um, so now the townspeople beat the shit out of Justice again. And 
he really has no connection to these murders. Like, I don't know why people are thinking he has anything to do with them, but they're just blaming it because he's they're blaming him because he's different. Yeah. It's typical. Yeah, dude. Scapegoat. <laughs> so uh, this is one of the best parts of the of the movie here. Uh, we have the priest having like a flashback of his dad saying, like, I want you to be a priest. Right. Yep. And he's praying in front of this cross that's like out in the woods, which is really weird. And we get this crazy um, uh, like effect where it almost turns to night. Right. It cuts like almost directly to night. Yeah, it's like and, tinted and everything, and and like uh, the cross goes on fire, right? It turns to this like rat demon looking thing, and it goes on fire. And, and this woman like comes out of a grimmery that's handed to him instead of like a Bible. It's like a you know a satanic grimmery that he has in his hands, and uh, it's like this woman coming out of the light, and the young priest. Well, he's not a priest at this point; he's a little kid. Uh, he asks this person. Where do you come from? And I will give it to you right here. Who comes to here? Where do you come from? I come from hell. Uh, the woman turns around and it's like a demon face, right? It's fucking terrifying. And the kid screams, it's fucking Awesome. I guess Olaf is like a pro, like a really amazing mask maker. So like, I, Dude, I, I, yeah, I guess he would probably need that mask because that is fantastic. So what does the priest do? He wakes up. He hears a voice saying that it's time for him to like purify himself or whatever, right? Oh, the time has come. Uh, to come. Yeah, the time has come. We want you here. So the priest takes this fucking revolver and blows his brains out, and another like great looking shot. And yet again, the townsfolk think justice did it and this time they decide we're gonna kill the motherfucker that's it right yep. and uh frank gets the terrible uh assignment yep. of of killing him this county one. right yeah uh what a what a terrible idea <laughs> so he goes uh before but actually before he's able to kill him the lady from like the little bar that they're uh, in the old goes lady. and tries to yeah he tries she tries to warn uh yeah. justice and he does. He still continues working. Like, when do you get the fuck out yeah, at that I, point? I gotta say too that like his voice does not fit the size of this guy at all. He's like, "Oh, it's my name is Justice, y'all," <laughs> and it's like this big, burly, like German-looking dude. I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't get this guy's voice out of my head." Uh, so we have Frank the Townie now approaching him he steals like his fucking pitchfork and he's got this mallet like a texas chainsaw mallet and uh that first hammer he, strike on the head oh my Boom. god he fucking hits him right in the head and uh we get a good line from frank <laughs> you're in trouble now and uh, Justice starts saying, "Help me, help me!" It's 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 a tough scene to watch because he's been nothing but like a sympathetic character this whole time, right? He's like not a bad guy. Yeah, he's, I love the he's music. He just wants to this. be, yeah, he just wants to be left alone and working on his farm. And uh, Frank beats the fuck out of him with this hammer, slamming his head against the ground, and then eventually takes the pitchfork and like drives it into his stomach. And Justice is no more. For now. <laughs> For 
for now. <laughs> yeah, for now. So um, we also see one of the other townsfolk at this point going up to Frank and being like, hey, man, did you do it? You actually did, you really did it? Think, yeah, yeah. Like, did you really? Do you think he was like really guilty of this? And Frank's like, yeah, of course he is. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, the guy says, God save us all, right? Mm. <laughs> he knows that they're fucked. Yep. And later on in the night, we see something really cool that I wish I had. It's an ashtray that's like a carousel, uh, like a little, uh, what do they call that? Like a little carousel type thing. It spins with like a music box yeah, playing. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. That was fucking awesome. That's like something that I need in my life. If you have one, let me know. Old Bavarian <laughs> ashtray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and this is one of the best parts of the fucking movie we hear like the disembodied priest voice saying like juice this it's time to get up like all this shit and he basically raises him from the grave zombie yeah zombie juice this <laughs> and we get a really good um effect where he like appears in like the blue light with the fog it oh, looks fucking perfect. It's so faulty, and he, dude. He goes up to fucking Frank's house, and with his finger in blood, he writes six, six, six <laughs> on the side of the building. And this is another really good effect that they did. Uh, you can tell that they shot it in reverse. Frank getting pulled out of the bed and like standing straight up. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. He's basically being controlled by this demon now. And uh, Justus is outside, basically bringing him to hell in his mind at the moment but uh yeah dude right now we get about a, a 10 to 15 minute long about, hell yeah, sequence 12 minutes i think total insane i'm gonna first uh play the beginning of this and then we'll just talk about it because there's a lot to talk about here Basically, he's saying you've been given the gift of never dying. Uh, basically, you're just gonna you're gonna be torn apart, and when you finally can't take anymore, your life will begin again. Listen. Welcome to hell. I feel like that's my life now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So let's talk a little bit about this hell sequence here, because this is one of the best hell se uh, sequences I've ever seen in my whole entire life in any movie, and it's shot on video, and it looks fucking terrifying. Um, you see people basically getting ripped apart, cut open. There's a guy shooting people, um, pe and then he shoots himself in the head. Somebody's walking in like this guy's fucking cut open stomach. This is all just random people, like these like damned souls right in hell and uh it's fucking gnarly and this is all before we even see frank in hell dude uh i can it's see just... so many different things that rob zombie has ripped off from this scene alone it blew <laughs> my fucking and, mind and a thousand other movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry well, i'd like yeah. the uh I'll, the, I'll the one guy well, don't watch out. Grizz is a zombie. Lover. I know he is, but he understands. <laughs> zombie sucker. That's why I okay, respect okay. him because he omitted. I like when the uh, one zombie thing, zombie thing. One, uh, I guess I you're drinking I medicine. Just no, now. no, it's a uh, it's ice, ice it's Turkey Hill iced tea. Turkey Hill, uh, the best. Tea. Yeah, the best iced tea that you can have. I thought it was. Um, I thought you were drinking Diamond Tap. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second. Uh, <laughs> we're, trying to break this ice we're talking about hell here. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So um, there's one scene where like one of these like damned soul type people like rips off the face of like a body on the ground. It looks really good too. It looks like fucking the same um, effects from Texas Chainsaw Two. Definitely some Swear real organ meat that they had uh, in that scene. The dudes picking up different parts of body organs. Those were for oh, sure legit for sure. organs. I I like the zombie looking uh, surgeon that they had down there. And then there's like an orc. Doing work on people also, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about Frank's torture. Uh, Uncle Frank over here. Um, first, he's strapped to this bed and they nail these giant nails through his arms, right? So he's like fucking locked into place. Oh, yeah. This uh, is a by the way, Barker the, scene all fucking yeah. day. By the way, the other guy torturing him kind of looks like Pinhead. Uh, he has nails in his eye and yep. all that shit. But... Uh, they have him nailed to this this little bed, and the first thing he does, puts a corkscrew in his eye and removes his eye. And <laughs> that's a very, like, Fulci thing, you know, totally. eye trauma. Yep. They cut open his chest, and they just start mashing around in it, right? <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Um, Sounds, too. This is, yeah, th- and it it's screaming the whole time to, like, this weird techno playing. Um Maybe I can get some of that that's, techno that's in here German for us. Hell for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. German techno hell. Um, so this is a really interesting part of this. They hold his mouth together and take a power drill oh. and drill through his his fucking closed this teeth. This got me. Holy yeah. shit. Fuck. Uh, and you, that's his dental technician shit coming that, into play. You could, he probably made these. Um, and then the... Uh, finale of this we get a very hellraiser-esque chain sequence where they wrap around his ankles and start spreading his legs apart and they do probably one of the best torso tearing scenes i've ever seen in my life they really do i swear i swear to you people dude for four grand this whole thing was made so to think how much was little was spent on this was it four grand or 40 grand four grand oh my god i don't know how that's it was like insane. seventy thousand Deutschmarks or whatever, which I'm pretty sure like translated out to being around like four grand. I could be let wrong. Test, if I'm let wrong, me, let me, let me take a look. Me, let me, yeah, yeah. Deutschmark. We'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll. This was back before the. Euro, I can't replace so. that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so he wakes up from this torture after they cut him in half, basically. Well, rip him in half, and he. Uh, he basically, I guess, has a heart attack or something. He's like screaming, and then he just kind of dies, right? And he, I'm from the pain. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that just sends him to hell, right? He was he was taken by justice. Yep. Time for another one. And uh, we get another disembodied voice of the priest saying, "Like it's time to come to like you've you've entered the path of the immortals or something." I thought he was talking about WrestleMania, at first, <laughs> but that's the show. That's the showcase of the immortals. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. uh, that's pretty much uh, the end of the purity. Yeah, they're pretty sure WrestleMania has more murder counts than that. <laughs> <laughs> my childhood. Uh, we now see Peter again with his little sister. Her eyes are op- staring like open into the distance, and we see a knife in her stomach. Peter has murdered his little sister. Wow, the burning moon strikes again. Oh, yeah. And what does he do? He goes outside 
and slits his wrists. I mean, not even and, slits it. I mean, he pretty much almost cuts oh, his fucking hand off. Oh, he hacks apart. Yeah, yeah, he fucking fu- he destroys those things. And that's the end of the movie. He starts screaming. He's dead. That's the burning moon. Um, Beautiful. So, uh, Grizz, you want to talk about maybe your favorite scenes, your favorite kills, yeah, your favorite so moments? Some of my favorite scenes, <laughs> some of my least favorite scenes. I'll start with my favorites here. I love the mom and dad killing scene and the, and the sister as well. I thought that entire series of, of, uh, of murders was so awesome, so gory. Uh, there was just great sound effects throughout the whole thing. Uh, another part that I really liked from the Julia story would obviously be the the eye eating. Uh, <laughs> not to mention just like the whole you know corniness and stupidity of the part. But there's like this whole speech that he gives beforehand that if you sit down and you read it while he's giving it, it showcases the writing of like how smart that story is and like how much of a psychopath that this Cliff character is. So I really get into that part. Um, as far as other things go, the purity, uh, I could not get into the rape scene. That was probably one of my least favorite scenes of the movie. Hard to watch. Yeah. Sign me up for that. Hard Being to watch. One of my watch. least favorite scenes, too. Um, I also hate how they don't show Peter killing his sister. Bums me the fuck out. <laughs> I want to see that shit, dude. It was, it was such a Man, big... Well, it's not, it's not like that crazy. Like, uh, he just stabs her in the stomach. Everything else is so good that I felt let, that let down by that that, like, no, oh, you didn't need that. I needed it. Dude, like, I needed it. Going it. Into, That's where the budget it, ran out. It's showing <laughs> her like, with her eyes open. It's dramatic. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, dramatic. It's cool. um, I guess my favorite scene from the purity would be the husband getting shot the 12 times or whatever it is. Which is on the TV right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Yeah. And, and this is just so good because, like I said, it's powerful. It You feel this whole scene the whole way through, man. It's it's great. So those are my, my favorites and my, my least favorites of this film. Anthony? Um, I like the head exploding. <laughs> but I do agree with, like, the... the um, the pieces of membrane and skull going into her mouth is pretty. Oh, uh, it's, it's like a nice touch. Like it's like it's almost funny. It brings a little like a little bit of light comic to it. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where I feel like with the the reason why some of these like straight to like like film like these videotape shot film, on video films. shot on video films are really good is because just by taking that little extra step by like throwing a little bit of skull, kind of kind of really. Pumps up the budget a bit, I think, and it makes it, it it makes it kind of like throws in something different. And I, <laughs> what is that? Is that a porn ad popped up? Years of Euro sites. Um, and I would say the least favorite scene is definitely the rape scene. But yeah, um, tough. Yeah, just because it's it's a tough. It's very graphic, and I think the uh, the next film I I did what is it the the um the dental kill is pretty. You like drill. that? The drill well, in the mouth. If you're saying he was a de- he he was he was a dental technician, he probably like the same thing when the guys that created Texas Chainsaw when they said they just were in a store and they how can I get through through the store as fast as possible cutting people in the head? He probably was a dental assistant. It was like oh, imagine just drilling something yeah, straight through the that, teeth like, like a, that. A, a fucking customer he didn't like. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I hope it was like a customer yeah. he hated and was like fuck this yeah. guy. He seems like that type. Oh, dude, he's, he's such a, a character. Punk that. rock in his real life for sure. Like that yeah. is him. Like for real. So uh, the things that I liked about this movie, uh, I like the wraparound. I know I heard a lot of people talking shit about it before, but I, I don't know why. But the wraparound story, really good to me. I enjoyed. I like that. Like it really adds 
a little bit of edginess Agreed. with him taking that big shot of heroin before he goes and oh, tells his sister yeah. the stories. Especially the visuals um, on that scene. Oh, dude. Oh, dude, it's wild. Yeah. I like the burning moon. I'm telling you, the flaming tennis ball. <laughs> you could also tell that when he was set on fire, that scene, it was definitely a one shot. Yeah, man. yeah. Let's oh, just like he ran and yeah. ran to the corner and yeah. dropped it and cut so, cut it fast enough. Uh, with Julia's love, I really like the sister's uh, demise. I like his demise, Cliff's demise with the, the headshot with the cop. Hey, Ashley. Yeah, our show. Uh, the guy getting run over by the car. Literally, there's so many memorable moments from this whole movie. Uh, I forget about the, the car, second because it's happened yeah, so yeah. early. Um, with the second story, uh, the purity. Um, man, that whole thing of of Justice coming back from the grave is fucking awesome. With the overdub of the voice, Frank going to hell, Frank killing Justice. Everything. It's awesome. The music is good. The score is good. The ending is good. It's all effective. It really isn't for like, I wouldn't show this to, you know, your friend who just watches Scream and no. that's it. You yeah. know, this isn't like for the novice. This is a gorgeous uh, film. Yeah, this uh, hell sequence. We got this guy who's looks like his like kneecap has been chewed off walking with, with fucking, uh, what the hell are those things called? Crutches. Uh, people getting their faces just smashed in with hatchets. It's nuts. Yeah. This is not something for kids, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, things I didn't like. I wish uh, there was multiple of these. I wish there was a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, the rape scene, hard to watch. It's way more brutal than like I spit on your grave. Yeah. Dude, you hear like... That's what I'm saying. It's it's, it's worse than Emerald City. Yeah, and the, and the priest looks like Lucio Fulci, so that's what makes it even worse. Uh, that, that was the movie Emerald City. Which one? The the oh the Emerald Jungle. Emerald Jungle. Uh, yeah, I thought he didn't like that one. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll bring that up on every. Episode I do. Um, yeah, this this one is fucking like, you know, turned to eleven. This is crazy shit. The Germans knew what they were doing at that time period. Uh, they they were just coming out with some crazy ass shit in the early nineties and the late eighties. Uh, this was made probably shot like ninety one. Yeah, this was released originally in ninety two. Um, it was probably made in the late eighties, early nineties, yeah. right? He probably started shooting this. Um, it's it's just it's nuts, man. I can't say. I don't know what else to say about it besides that. Love this. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, for sure. Um, All right. So, do you guys want to let's uh, let's yeah what's yeah the let's give a little little score. I'm gonna say five out of five. It's perfect. Watch it, <laughs> Anthony. Uh, uh, three nine. Three not bad. Nine, That's nine. good. That's honest. Good. Yeah, no, no. You're being honest. We need, we need, we need the honesty. That's what that's what we came here for. <laughs> so, Chris, if video violence is my favorite shot on video movie, and I give that a five, this I have to respectfully give like a four eight, a four nine. Just be- right on the edge yeah. of perfect. Yeah, it's on the edge of perfection, man. There's a few things. I use hockey skating rules. Hockey skating rules. Yeah. You can't. If you give something a, a five, 
then that's it. Right. That's that's how I feel, you know? And I would rather watch the video violence over this because that's my fucking favorite shot on video movie. So I think it's one of my favorite movies now ever. I love that. Really? I love that. That makes me so happy, dude. That's awesome. I wanna I wanna I wanna edit it down. Like I wanna take it and edit down. Just the clips that like go on a little too long. How long is that movie? Two hours? Uh it's about an hour and a half, right? I think an hour thirty seven or something like that. I can make that I can make that movie an hour and Hour five minutes, yeah. Probably an hour. It'd be great, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it that uh, kind of movie that like makes you want to like show other people that you know are into yes. horror? You're like, dude, you have to fucking see this movie. It's so awesome. Well, you yeah. know what, man? Video violence, like, it's pretty depraved, but it's not like on this level. No, this like is this movie's fucking fuck, heavy. Yeah. You gotta like, be this into is a heavy film. shit to get into this. Like I watch shit with my parents when I go to their house. I show them like stupid shit. Uh, and they watch most of it, but like I would never dream of showing them this movie. Yeah, I like this is not something I would. Yeah, this is fucking next level shit. This would give some people nightmares. Dude, imagine watching that rape scene. <laughs> Maybe with your I don't parents. know. That would be so eewy. That would. Oh, yeah. Dude, fuck no that. thanks. No thanks. <laughs> so uh, oh, thank why don't we do something a little different this week? Because you have the tape at the moment. Uh, why don't you read the back of the box to us? All right, here we go. We're <laughs> oh, putting my uh, my like public speaking in third grade on the spot here, but we're going to give it a try. (laughs) All right, we find Peter in a frenzied fantasy of unspeakable carnage, so consumed that he is in his grim orgy of torture and bloodletting that he is uh, is compelled to share his visions with his sister. So, let's see here. Uh, Peter shows quite a gift for visualizing each of his hideous hallucinations in a vile collection of bedtime stories. From the perverts who rapes, murders, and sacrifices the young women who hunts in the night to the ghoulish mass murderer who delights in butchering an entire family, leaving his entire special signature on each victim. This is only the beginning. Dead Alive presents The Burning Moon. I love this. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I like it. I, it's okay. Not bad it works. My, uh, Dead, my first, my first no, going dude, in the back the, of the box, man. I, yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Dead Alive Productions bringing the heat with the burning moon. I gotta I have say, a feeling though, you, we'll be seeing you. Uh, you have a lot. That's a big shoes to fill, man. Your uh, your charisma when you read the back of the box is is hard to match. I will say. I so. I try to read it like I'm doing the fucking radio voice <laughs> hey, for yeah. uh, 1978. <laughs> you know, that's good. Trying We're, to get. You're gonna try to get that ten ten wins, money? dude. I want to do like I want to be like the guy that does the Night of the Living Dead broadcast in the '68 <laughs> version. I always want to get what's the John Montone, John Montone from Ten Ten Wins. Yeah, yeah, hey, it's yeah. John Montone, <laughs> a school in Brooklyn. Like you know, like I love John Montone. So uh, why don't we uh, hit the wheel, man? How about we get to Jake and and finally, yeah, you know what? This uh, post-apocalyptic Jake the Snake. Uh, segment. It's gonna be pretty real soon. At that, <laughs> we're gonna be spinning the wheel to survive. Let's uh, let's hit it. But you see, the deal is, man, you gotta step up and spin that wheel. Once you spin it, where it stops, that's what you and I are gonna do. And what happens? Well, we both go in the ring. One man comes out. The other, <laughs> well. Okay, so we have our new wheel we've added and taken from uh, last week's. We're, we're trying to keep it fresh because we always have new shit coming in, new ideas of things to do, but we are abiding by the oh, law yeah. of the wheel. And Jake the Snake. <laughs> yeah, and Jake the Snake. <laughs> so let me give that a spin. Three, two, one. Next week, we will be doing 
Creep. Oh. And no, not the one you've probably seen on Netflix. I doubt the one that you've seen on Netflix. Uh, do you want to give a little background on this film? Because this is coming from one of your uh, main guys. Yeah, this film is by director Tim Ritter. And if you don't know who Tim Ritter is, he is one of the masters of... I, it's, people will argue that it's not shot on tape. It's 16 millimeter is his uh, choice camera. But he pref- he just, just delivers amazing films. This one here, you're going to get a bunch of like... It's got everything. It's got a mix of action. It's got a mix of horror. I think that uh, this is going to appeal to more of a, a vaster audience than, let's say, The Burning Moon has this week. And I think that everyone's going to get into it. So, uh, A 1995 slasher, I guess you can say. Uh, yeah. A weird brother-sister movie. It's got a lot of action <laughs> scenes, though, too. So uh, it's, it's, it's got a little Kathy, bit of everything. Kathy Willits uh, in trouble with the law around that time. Right? Yeah. Banging the governor of Florida, yeah, some right. shit. You see her caught up. You see her boobs in this movie, I'm pretty sure that they show uh, I think there's I think there's incest in this movie, there's murder, there's everything. Uh, let's hit the trailer and uh, maybe give a little bit more background on Tim Ritter when we come back because he's done some pretty good shit. Okay, so Tim Ritter, one of my favorite directors also. Um, you may know him from Killing Spree, uh, Truth or Dare. Uh, what else? Dirty uh, Cop, No Donut 1 and 2, yes. Twisted Illusions. Uh, he has done Truth or Dare 1, 2, 3, I think 4, 5, 6 now. There's a shit ton of those. <laughs> uh, still putting stuff out. The dude is a producing, directing machine, and he is probably one of the nicest fucking people you will ever want to talk to. Find him, talk to him if you love his movies. He will be more than happy to just sit down and have a chat with you. So, Yeah, so uh, this should be an exciting one next week. It's really actually quite entertaining. Uh, definitely fits in with uh, what we're trying to do here, get you guys into some weirder shit that's out there. Uh, Grizz, what uh, what'd you pick up this week? Anything? I did a bunch of shopping before I came on the air here with you guys. Oh, Jesus Christ. I got a (laughs) bunch of stuff coming. A lot of uh, of shot on video stuff. Um, Picked up some more Polonia Brothers stuff. 
So you guys are going to be in for it. Um, it's hard to think off the top of my head. I mean, I, I did watch... A lot uh, of stuff coming in. I did watch the movie Meet the Feebles again this week because it's one of my favorites of all time. Nice. And cinema, a, was that a film film threat or cinema home video? Uh, I have The Dead Alive uh, Meet the Feebles. Oh. So, yeah, keeping it in the family this week <laughs> with Dead Alive. It's just another one of those depraved, fucking weird movies. Peter Jackson... Probably something that would fit right in with what we're trying to do here eventually. So keep an ear open for that one. I know you've been uh, you've been picking up a few different things. I know yesterday you were blowing me up with some of your scores. Yeah, yeah. Gonna we'll we'll wait till they come in so we can add them to the oh, wheel I, I, and maybe forget, talk about I, yeah, them a little bit. I, I forget. I forget. Yeah, you know. You never know what may happen yeah. uh, in between uh, then and now. Uh, I did I say that I picked up Deadly Prey though? That movie fucking rules. Oh, uh, yeah, we talked about that one. I did watch something. Uh, Clown Nado, okay. Todd, <laughs> Todd Sheets, who yes. made Zombie Rampage, made Clown Nado in 2018, a rather new film. Not bad. Highly recommended. I really think I watched it on Amazon. Yeah, I'm, it's really not bad. I, I'm almost positive that was yeah. completely crowdfunded. Also, I, uh, was it really? Yeah, I remember right. like the whole thing going on online and like seeing it and being like, "What the fuck is Clown Nado? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Jesus Christ!" And like all these I people, people were donating got, to it. So yeah, they got like crazy fucking uh, pre-order shit, right? Yeah, you get your name in the credits. You get all kinds of cool shit, I guess. Signed shit from Todd and stuff. And that's sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Anthony, did you watch anything this week? Um, I re- I watched RoboCop today. Hell yeah, nice. the original RoboCop. I was no, I was just like I was. There was like some list I was reading online, and they said that um, Peter Weller was in three of them. And I wrote, "I'm not a, I'm not, an, I'm not a mean internet um, comic person, com- comic person." But I was like, he was only in two of them. <laughs> so, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He was not in the third one. Yeah. And um, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna rewatch RoboCop because HBO was running the. If you have HBO Go, they're running that like, the like the special edition. That was out recently, uh-huh. so the HBO is running the, the the extended cut on there. So I watched that. I uh, the uh, and I also I sorry I I'm also, dying. <laughs> I think I also watched uh, what was that uh, Midsummer or whatever. Again. Yeah. First time in a while. I liked it. I think it was pretty good. Cool. So everyone we're keeps all telling watching. me to watch that shit, man. I don't, I'm so hard on new horror films. Like, it's yeah. so tough for me to, like, put the time in to watch a lot yeah. of new stuff because a lot of it's garbage. So, a lot of it is. He's a. The director is fairly young. He's 33 years old. And he's just. He's. I think he's only done, like, five or four big feature movies. So, it's. I think it's. I think he kind of gets a pass in the sense that, like, He's doing movies that he could fully have control of, and I think he's doing some cool things. I, I, I totally recommend that for sure. I, I would recommend Hereditary just as like a like once again. If you probably if you have, if you've seen it or not, it's I haven't. One of those That's another one that I, yeah, know. I think I would have probably yeah. gotten into the Midsummer craze if I'd gotten into Hereditary, which is probably something I should probably spend some time on too. I should yeah. really just take some time and watch new horror films and see what the hell's yeah. happening right now because I'm so out of touch with it. All I watch is yeah. fucking tapes. <laughs> yeah, we're stuck on, on the uh, 16 millimeter shot on video, shot on beta cam. Uh, yeah, so Anthony, 
Where could they find uh, you? A Bassini on Instagram, tri-state area video and photo needs. <laughs> Anything you want, he's got like it. Like Radio Shack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like I'm like, like Micro John, Center. I'm like Johnny Five breaking in a Radio Shack. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying. Do you have those <laughs> cool little make... like boards where you like connect the wires to make sounds and shit like that? I used to love playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Grizz, where Someone. could they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler, not Kane Enabler in one word, because I don't know who the fuck that guy is and he is not me so make sure you spell it Kane underscore enabler on Instagram and you can find me at Bad Taste Video I post all the shit about the show and all the tapes that I get and you can also find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com also please uh, subscribe or whatever the hell follow whatever it is uh, on iTunes rate us five stars leave us a review let us know what you think thank you to everybody who's been leaving reviews it means a lot it really helps us out and uh, we're gonna figure out how to do something for you thank you sweetest steal your family's phone and give us five stars Every, yeah, yeah, and then you know. and then steal your mom's money and send it yeah, to us. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> we'll send you a cool She's shirt. Not gonna, yeah, yeah. Listen, man, your mom's not gonna owe us twenty dollars. Yeah, no, hell no. What's twenty know. bucks to your parents? Uh, they don't care. Rich. Yeah, just send it to us. Let me know. Yeah, you rich parents. Money isn't real. You're rich. Yeah, you're rich North Shore parents. You know, <laughs> she ain't one of us. Jules off the market. Yeah, All right, thanks everybody. Yeah, we'll see you next week with. Creep. Hey, Arsenal. <laughs>